Welcome everyone. You are listening to an audio version of the course, The Rise of the Titan. Once again, a big warm welcome and hello to each and every one of you. This is your host, Raj Rai, welcoming you to part four, module three, processing negative emotions. Now, this is one of the most important module that you need to understand. Uh, if you can understand this module, you will find the secret of managing your stress, fear. So guys, this is it. You will find the secret that you have been looking. If you can understand this module, as I said, along with the accompanying activity that comes with it, and as you practice, you'll be more uh, happier and will be truly confident person. Why and how? Because you see, a lot of us are stressed and a lot of us are fearful because we don't want to be feeling certain emotion. We resist and we fight with our stress, with our worries. That's why it amplifies our stress. And same with our fear. But if you can manage, if you can, uh, yeah, if you can manage your negative emotions, then you wouldn't be scared. You are willing to face any emotions. See, you see, when you are willing to face any emotions, you become invincible. Uh, invincible in terms of your mental and emotional strength. You see, the majority of us live our lives trying to run away from our negative emotions. We immediately want to get away from it. Yeah, we want to run and hide. And we want to jump into something that we perceive as positive or good without even processing our negative emotions. We treat negative emotions like a plague. Since young, we have been conditioned to favor only the positive things in life, such as the be happy, be nice, good, cheerful, always a smile, you know, pass the exam, win, and so on. We were naturally taught how to stay away from bad and negative emotions or not just emotion, but bad things. As a result, we end up becoming ignorant when it comes to dealing with our uh, negative emotions or setbacks in life. As a result, we end up not knowing what to do whenever we encounter negative uh, setbacks or negative emotions. But did you know that there are very select few people in the world who have gone beyond emotions and mastered it they mastered it so well that negative emotions, any negative emotions, even if it comes, it won't even ruffle them. For them, negative emotion is not even an issue. Even if their heaven crumbles, they instantly know how to generate inner peace on demand. I'm talking about enlightened people like Eckhart Tolle, Sadhguru, Gautam Buddha, uh, Dalai Lama, Abraham Hicks, and so on. Now, if we are struggling with unnecessary fear, stress, and self-doubts, let's agree that at this point, we can't even think about mastering emotions, let alone become an enlightened person within eight weeks. But here is what we can do. We can learn to process our emotions effectively so that we can spend more time on our big dreams rather than wasting our precious time on getting trapped in negative state.
So, in this module, we'll cover the following topics. Number one, understanding negative emotions. We'll go through the definition, the purpose and misconceptions of negative emotions. Number two, the three wrong ways of processing negative emotions. And finally, we'll talk about the best way to process negative emotions. Are you ready? Well, <laughs> if you're ready, fasten your seat belt. Because as I mentioned earlier, this is one of the most important module. So let's talk about understanding negative emotion. Negative emotions are those that we typically do not find pleasurable to experience. They are unpleasant and can bring discomfort such as fear, shame, anger, guilt, boredom, anxiousness, stress, and so on and on. On the other hand, positive emotions are those emotions that we typically find pleasurable to experience, such as happiness, joy, love, amusement, excitement, passion, and so on. Now, these negative emotions that I mentioned earlier are here in our bodies for a reason. They are like a navigation system, and they are meant to let us know what we are thinking so that we can take necessary action or we can change uh, what we are thinking. We are supposed to change what we are thinking if what we are thinking is making us feel bad. For example, if there is a fire in the building, the old brain, amygdala, it warns us about the threat and creates a panic emotion. This emotion uh, makes our heart beat faster. It shuts down our reasoning power and other creative facilities. And all the strength and power are sent to our limbs so that we can run, we can hide, we can jump, or we can escape. Imagine if you didn't have that fear response, okay? If we didn't have that negative fear response, then we would uh, feel indifferent. And when we feel indifferent, even if the fire, if, even if there is fire, then we, we could die, right? So when we experience fear, it is letting us know that we are going into the unknown. That doesn't mean stop, okay? And if you are a big dreamer, all possibilities only lie in the unknown. You see, <clears throat> as we talked about earlier in previous uh, modules in part one, the amygdala, it, because of the conditioned mind, the because of the influence of the conditioned mind, amygdala, it can't differentiate between a real physical, a fire threat versus the emotional threat. And anytime we go out to speak or anytime there is a chance of facing uh, an emotional rejection, our amygdala warns us as if there is a physical threat and it creates this urge in us to run away. It creates this negative emotion in us. And when we experience this negative emotion, what we do? We run, we hide. We don't, we stop pursuing our dream. So. It, see, you see, when one thing that we need to understand is that whenever we encounter this negative emotion, it does not mean stop, okay? When we feel stress or sadness, it is letting us know that something that we are doing is important to us. It either means something or someone that we perceive as important is slipping away from us. Now, one thing that you have to understand, absolutely uh, get this in your bones is that there is a difference between negative state and feeling negative emotion. Uh, 
You see, living in a negative state is very different from feeling negative emotions. When we are constantly at the grip of negative emotions and we criticize ourselves and feel like a victim, that means we are living in a negative state. Or in other words, we're living in the pit. Whereas feeling negative emotion is 100% healthy. Every humans on the planet is meant to feel negative emotions with the exceptions of psychopaths. You see, the biggest misconception of negative emotion is that if we could remove our negative emotion from our life, we will be happy. And that's wrong. That's not true. If we look closely at our lives, positive and negative emotions, it makes our life whole and complete. To say that we don't need negative emotion is like saying, you know, we don't want to experience the fullness of life. You see, when you try to avoid negative emotion, you are trying to live a half life. Trying to experience only the positive is very unhealthy. Now, that doesn't mean we should invite negative emotions. All it means is that to process negative emotion effectively is one of the most healthy thing. And that's what we all should do. Instead of running away or hiding or pushing, we should know, we should learn how to process it effectively. And this is why the surface level advice like just think positive, just be happy. It doesn't work. It not only doesn't work, but it is also not healthy to just give advice to think positive. See, when you give the advice, just think positive, okay? What you're trying to do is you are trying to uh, push away or you are trying to uh, ignore or hide the negative emotions that you're feeling. So what we are saying here is instead of pushing away or instead of just shifting from positive, uh, sorry, negative to positive, you process it first and then you move to positive. That's the name of the game. Now, life is 50-50. What does that mean? You see, when we try to cut away half of our emotion and when we try to feel content or when we try to feel whole, that doesn't happen. Why? Because we already cut away half of the emotion. And when we try to cut away or when we cut away half the emotion, there is no way that we can feel whole or complete or happy for long. Now imagine you Let's say, imagine you could cut away half of your life that is filled with negative emotion. What do you think will happen? I mean, just think for a moment, okay? We can't, we can't um, literally cut our life, but what we can do is we can imagine a piece of paper, yeah? Take A4 size paper, one paper. What you do is draw a line in the middle and then cut it into half. And the one part that you throw away Imagine it as a negative emotion or the negative part of life. Now, what you have is only the positive, right? Uh, I think I might have explained this uh, in one of the activity or in the workshop or somewhere, but I think it's so important that you get this message really strong and really understand this concept, yeah? So now let's say you cut the half of the emotion, negative emotion, and now you are happy for some few days or a few weeks or a few months. But afterwards, you start to notice and you start to feel that you're still don't you don't still you still don't feel complete or whole or or truly happy so now what happens is slowly slowly 
negative emotions or negative things in life starts to come. It just creeps in, yeah? So now again, what you do is, I'm enough with this, um, you know, uh, life. Let me cut away half of my negative emotion again. So now what you do with the remaining piece of paper, you draw a line, one side you write down a positive, another side you write negative, you cut away the negative and throw it away in the bin. Now for, again, a couple of days, you might be happy and you, oh my God, I'm so feeling happy and good. But now later on, you again realize that your life is still not complete and it's still not whole. Why? Because you lose half of your emotion. Now again, what happens? Slowly, half of the emotion, the negative part creeps in. Again, what you do is cut away, cut away, cut away the half. So basically what I'm trying to say is if we are, if we try to resist or fight or try to remove our negative emotion, we are making our life smaller and smaller and smaller, which means our capacity to feel happy will get smaller and smaller. And as a result, our life gets smaller because we are cutting away all the negative parts, all the negative side in us. You see, most of us, we think that our life is meant to be happy all the time. And I mean, I think technology has a big part as well. You know, when we look at the social media, we see all other people having fun and excitement. And we think that they must be having fun all the time. You know, we don't see the half part of their life, which is also filled with sadness and anxiousness and overwhelmness as well. We think everyone's having fun but us. You see, as a human, we are programmed and we are conditioned to look our worst moments, the dark moments, with other people's best highlights and most amazing time. And truly, this is not fear comparison, isn't it? And it's not our fault though, because as I mentioned, it is the work of the conditioned mind. Our conditioned mind is designed to look at what is wrong with us, the defects in us, the fault in us. Once again, in part one, we talked about the main purpose of our old brain, the hardware, is to protect us from physical threat. And the priority of the conditioned mind is to protect us from our emotional threat. And in order to protect us, in order, to do, in order for the conditioned mind to do our job, okay, it has to stay on guard all the time. And it has to see all the faults, all the defects, all the bad things in our life. And it magnifies all those bad things in our life. And, and, and truly, this is not a fear comparison. When we start to compare uh, our uh, living condition with other people. The point is, negative emotions are not bad. The question is not how to get rid of negative emotions, but how to process it effectively. Now, before we move on to processing our emotions effectively, first, let's talk about how not to deal with negative emotions. In other words, what are the ineffective ways of processing our negative emotions? All right, here we go. The three wrong ways of processing our negative emotions. In part one, we covered the three main ways how our old brain processes during uh, threat. It creates three responses, which is fight, flight, or freeze. So when it comes to emotional threat, the conditioned mind also treats any emotional threat with the same primitive response of fight, flight, and freeze. 
let me give you an example as to how many of us um, react to a negative emotion like shame. Let's say you are wearing a new dress or uh, if you're a man, a new shoot that your tailor stitched. During your special event, let's say your birthday or your marriage, everyone including you notice that it was not stitched well. It was so badly stitched that anyone can tell that it is, you know, like uneven and it's really it looking, it's looking bad. It seemed like it was very cheaply tailored. Now everyone's looking at you and you can almost feel that they are making fun of your dress uh, in your mind. You feel that. Yeah. So how would you think most people would process that kind of feeling of shame? Well, typically there are three ways most people would react. First is the fight, which is resist. So with the resist, what you do is you try to push away your emotion and try to resist and fight the emotion of shame. Fight response means you would also be angry at the tailor and angry at the current situation. Most of us, what, what, what do we do? We get tensed, we get stressed and we keep thinking about the tailor and we keep exaggerating, make things even worse than the actual situation and which it increases our tense, our tenseness and our stress even more. You see, when you resist an emotion, okay, you don't get to feel true emotion. You only get to feel the resistance of emotion, which is a different sensation in the body than the actual true emotion. What does that mean? Well, so in the case of ex uh, shame, yeah, let's say your habitual way of feeling shame is like embarrassed and you feel shy and you're, you, let's say your palms is sweaty or whatever it is. Let's say your face get blushed or red. Now, if I ask you, how do you feel shame? And you'll, ex you'll explain all those symptoms, you know, like blushed, uh, red face, uh, sweaty, um, anxious, uh, nervous. But then one thing to notice is that what you are feeling is actually the the, the resistance, the pushing away of that emotion called shame. You see, when you feel true shame, you don't have to feel red, you don't have to get your face red, you don't have to feel blushed, you don't have to get sweaty, you don't have to, you know, uh, feel uh, anxious or nervous. You can just stay calm and still feel a bit of tingling in your body. That's feeling your true emotion of shame. The second way that we react to negative emotion is flight, which is to avoid. Here you pretend that you aren't feeling shame and you just carry on as if nothing happened. While at the back of your head, you might be, you know, you might be thinking unhealthy thoughts. Uh, some negative thoughts might be popping up. It might be going on. You might be thinking about the tailor. You are forcing yourself to forget about it. But the conditioned mind is making mental noises that your day is ruined now in order to avoid or in order to push away what you do you drink alcohol indulge in unhealthy eating or other activities in order to push away the shame so that's avoidance the third ways that we deal with negative emotion most of us is we freeze so freeze is like we become a victim here you feel like a victim and cry about your day being ruined in your head, you'll be like, why does it happen to me? 
Why does it always happen to me? You know, why did this tailor, why did I have to choose that tailor? I made a big mistake. You know, I'm such a loser. Here you think that the world and life is always against you. And as a result, you stop taking responsibility for yourself. Even if you start to take responsibilities, you back off immediately since you feel that two forces, you know, others and the life is against you. And you say to yourself, what's the point of doing this? It's not worth doing it. Other people and life is against me and I can't deal with this both. Uh, so this is a victim, pure victim mentality. So with these kinds of mental noises, you act and become a poor and a helpless little me. Now, here is one very important insight that you might want to note or that you might want to uh, keep it to your heart. Yeah. So now you might be saying, what's wrong with um, avoiding or what's wrong with getting, uh, you know, uh, becoming a victim or what's wrong in resisting negative emotion? Now, there's nothing wrong. OK, if it has been working well for you and if your life is running smoothly, if you are reacting or avoiding or resisting. Yeah. But the biggest thing that I've noticed in my own life is that whenever I use these three ways, you know, like resist, react or uh, freeze, we turn a very simple discomfort or a simple pain into a horrible suffering. Again, in the example that I mentioned earlier, your, your dress was stitched so poorly yeah so yes you felt shame that you know the tailor did a very wrong uh, bad job so that means you experience a bit of discomfort yeah you experience a bit of pain but with your mental resistance with your mental avoidance and with your mental victimhood you turn a simple discomfort or a pain into a horrible suffering now, quickly, let's talk about pain versus suffering. Yes, feeling shame is painful, right? We don't want to feel shame. Feeling fear is painful. Feeling anxious is painful. But it doesn't have to turn worse than it actually is. Imagine taking a cold shower. Yes, it is painful. But when you add a mental story, oh my God, this is awful. Why did I do it? This is so cold. I can't take it anymore. If you keep playing that mental noise, what happens? That simple discomfort turns into a suffering. Now, I'll give you another example. Imagine you got shot by an arrow. Okay, so that's a pain. But when you start to add mental noise and start to resist and deny or play the victim mentality, you just turn one arrow into 10 arrows. Now you suffer. So suffering means putting petrol into the existing fire of your current situation, which was a badly stitched dress or shoot. When you take a simple situation of a burning fire and you add petrol by adding mental story and judgment in it, you have just turned pain into suffering. So the big question, how can we let pain just be pain and treat it as part of life and experience it as little discomfort rather than make it a suffering? And this is where accepting our negative emotion comes in. And this is where the best way to process our negative emotion comes in. Accepting our negative emotion 
it does not mean that we are welcoming our emo negative emotions like shame or guilt or apathy and all that. It just means when one part of the other half aliveness of emotion in us is knocking at our door for help, we let it in for the moment and help release it. It means staying with that emotion without pushing, without rushing and without trying to change it immediately. That is acceptance. Now, you might be saying, no, I don't want to accept it. You know, you also might be saying, I bought this course so that I can have positive emotions and not accept negatives. Yes, our intention is to ultimately feel the elevated emotions like gratitude, joy, love, appreciation, and move away from the negative emotions of anger, hatred, frustration, guilt, or apathy, or fear, or lack, or stress. But that doesn't mean we should hate and condemn ourselves for feeling those negative emotions. The only way to reach elevated emotions is by going through the negative emotions and not avoiding it. And the best way to get through the negative emotion is to accept it, embrace it when it comes in our body. Yes, experiencing negative emotion is in fun. And even accepting is not fun, but that's the only way it will free us from the grip of negative emotion. Acceptance of negative emotions refers to the willingness and ability to acknowledge, embrace, and experience negative emotions. It means to accept the situation instead of resisting or avoiding it so that you can relax and take the necessary action that aligns with your goals and values. The number one key for us here to know is that it is not the situation, you know, like mom, other people, car, our children, husband, wife, or chasing a big dream. It is not those situations that creates shame or negative emotions. It is our thought that creates that negative emotion. It wasn't actually the tailor that created shame in you. It wasn't even the cheaply tailored dress or shoot that created the shame in you. Your thought, your expectations about the dress what people will say, how bad I look about that dress or shoot is what created all the drama and suffering. Once again, let me repeat, negative emotions are not bad on its own. They come into our life letting us know how we are feeling at that moment, what we are thinking at that moment. It doesn't mean we should always trust our emotions and react with it since a lot of times we tend to unconsciously react because of the way we think about a situation. And not every thought we think about a situation is true. Accepting negative emotion doesn't mean surrendering at the outer level and playing a victim game. No. It means to surrender at the inner level. Plus, you are not surrendering the behaviors of the other person. You're only surrendering that current situation the way you feel at that moment. Oh boy, this is a long module, isn't it? So now let's move on to the last uh, topic, which is acknowledging negative emotion. 
when you allow yourself to feel any emotions, okay, including negative emotions, you not only become immune to stress and worries, you also become authentically courageous person. Yes, the goal of this course is to get rid of the nasty three, you know, the fear, stress, and self-doubts. And the only way is to first acknowledge them. Acknowledge fear, stress, and self-doubt. When we try to force and say ourselves, oh, I'm not fearful, I'm not fearful, oh, I'm, I don't have stress, that means we are trying to push away. We are trying to resist and remove without processing it. So first, we must acknowledge it, that it's here in us. In other words, we can't run, we can't hide, and we can't avoid our fear and stress. The only way is through. And also remember that it is because of fear we know what it means to become courageous. It is because of stress we know what it means to live a peaceful life. And it is because of our self-doubts that we know what it means to trust ourselves and go for those big dreams that we have. And yes, we don't want to experience negative emotions, but when they come, let's treat them well. Let's appreciate, accept, and acknowledge that up until now, these negative emotions have served us well. And maybe it has even dominated our life and controlled our life for so long time. But it is time we take charge and control them instead of controlling us. And the only way we control them is by first accepting and acknowledging them. Therefore, it is not the pain or not the negative emotion that bothers us. It is how you see the pain that dictates what it bothers you or what it doesn't bother you. Now, once you learn how to process your negative emotions, the next move the next step is to creating new thoughts that will create new emotion, which we will cover in the upcoming modules. This is it to your redness. This is your host, Raz Rai. Be strong. Be happy.